Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we have a couple of special guests on the podcast today. So, a lot of our listeners, they are very interested in real estate investing, and they hear that me and Shira are doing it. And it's like, well, do I have to, you know, do I have to have some special talent or do I, some people even ask, do, uh, do I need to be a real estate agent to do real estate investing? So what we're going to do is we're going to uncover uh, some of that here. And we're going to talk to a wonderful couple that we had the opportunity to meet that are doing it. They're investing in real estate and they're making it happen. So yeah. without further ado, Daryl and Tambra, thank you for being on the show. How are you? How y'all doing? We're great. We're great. We're excited. We have this opportunity just to share with our community that it is attainable. So we're looking forward to just share what we have. That's it. Wonderful. Wonderful. And again, like Marcus shared, we have had the opportunity to meet this couple in person, which is sometimes a rarity when you're doing a podcast, you're connecting with people from all different locations, but they are just a wonderful couple. And we're really happy that they've taken out time today to speak with us. So let's yeah. just go ahead and um, dive right in. Yeah. The, the, the first thing we like to do, uh, Daryl and Tamara, is let's, let's take, take us back to like the genesis of this whole thing like what was you know some of your upbringing and some of your history in regards to like finance you know how were you brought up uh, okay um want me to start i'll start so i was brought up i'm a product of um a divorce couple and um once we relocated to california um my mom was trying to figure this out with five girls and we moved a lot And I always knew once I got married and had children, I did not want to move a lot. And she was a renter, right? So um, fast forward, um, I end up meeting my husband and we're dating. And he was making some moves that was foreign to me. (laughs) I'm just trying to make it work on my own. I have a child from a previous relationship when we met. The child was five. He's now at 31 now. Um, But we were on, you know, different paths. I'm just trying to make it work. Um, I was utilizing government assistance and I knew I wanted more. Um, And then we met and I'll let you take over from that with some things you started doing with home ownership. Well, just for some background, you know, I was a I was uh, from a family with my mom raised seven children. 
myself being the youngest and the only boy, as a matter of fact, yeah, and we were, um, we grew up in Southern California. And, um, you know, um, at about 10 years old for me, my mom and, of course, my siblings were older. She was like, you know, it was in the 70s and the gang stuff. And my mom said, hey, we need to get out of Southern California. So of all my uncles and uncles and aunties, my mom was the only one to move away. And uh, we moved to Sacramento. It was a new area. And um, got here, got on my own. And... um, I just, I got around a circle of friends after high school and um, this circle of friends, you know, we did the basic things, hanging out, partying, but one of my friends just said, you know, let's buy houses. And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, let's buy a house. And it was a group of male and female friends and one of them bought a house the next one bought a house and then I ended up buying a house and mm-hmm. it just started like that. I mean, I never thought I can do it, but it's just taking that first step. Yes. We yeah. did it and we kind of started growing from there. Yes. And that first house we still have, and we're leveraging that to build our wealth with our children now. Wow. That's amazing. So it started when he was single. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's amazing. Uh, Daryl, it's like how you say it just that chance uh, meeting with, with your friend really was the catalyst to what you're doing now. I think that's like, that's really cool. So, yes, absolutely. so when you all met and, and with you coming from uh, a different mindset with money, uh, Tambra, how, how did that, how was that coming together? Was there some rough patches there <laughs> uh, when you guys were coming? You know, I don't think it was rough patches Um, and he's military. So he's very disciplined. And as we were dating, I'm paying attention and how he valued credit and how he's making decisions. And it really, you know, spiked my interest for me to begin to make some different decisions. I did what I had to do. I was a a mother young. um, And I just, I was just worried about paying rent. I didn't care about anything else. Women, you know, the credit cards and all that. I didn't care, (laughs) but I learned from his discipline. So now when we're married, um, I followed that and I began to build my credit and really followed him with that. And now we have what we have. So it was really respecting what the finances were living within our means and not going beyond that. Yeah. So tell us, so we, we talked about the first rental. So how did you take that step into getting the second rental? And um, maybe you can speak to maybe some of the challenges um, that maybe you faced. So it started, our family was growing. We had um, two sons at the time. We were living in a three bedroom apartment, I mean house. (laughs) And we thought, you know what? We have another one on the way. This is not going to work. And we started looking for homes. And my husband, um, he gave us a limit. You know, you cannot look for anything beyond 350. And I'm thinking like, uh, do you know what the market is? <laughs> yeah. And I think I think that's kind of where we balance each other out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we were, you know, we were going into our second home. So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, now we're going to become, you know, property managers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was gung-ho. I was the more conservative one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, if we're going to do this, let's be a little more conservative. Yes. And she was like, no, let's go out and get it. <laughs> and so we kind of met in the middle. Yeah. 
and and it worked out. Yeah. 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 So we acquired our we've acquired our rentals by moving up by a family need, right? So we had our first rental. My husband bought that, and that turned into our, our first home. And that turned into the rental, and then our second home we moved up, and that turned into a our primary. And now we're in our third home, and so we did it based on a need to move. Um, up. Um, now, I will say um, we are looking at some opportunities now where we are going to um, bid on a home auction. Nice. nice. So this is different yeah. for us. Yeah. So did that answer your question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but tell us okay. a little bit more about the the how the bid works. Yeah. We, look, we're learning right now. So it's actually a home where the first home that my husband purchased is on that court. So my husband doing his daily maintenance, we do some of the maintenance and we contract out and he sent a picture like, look at this. These people got 12 garbage bags out and there's a car in the driveway. And, and so he sent me a picture. I'm like, that house look abandoned. Yeah. So I'm the one doing a lot of the research and I come back to him and what do you think about this? So that process started by checking out the county recorder records. Um, it started with calling the city first and asking who was the homeowner of this of this property. And from there, I would then do my own Google searching and found out this home is actually an auction, went down to the county recorder, got all the documents, and I know some information on it, making sure that there's no other liens on the home right now. And um, so because of that, we're going to be looking at um, auctioning for a home April 23rd. That's really cool. Yeah. Fingers crossed on that. I hope y'all, yeah. you know. Thank it. you. <laughs> Now, some of that to be able to have the cash for that, you know, I'm always sharing with folks, keep your credit right. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, even when the pandemic hit, we were able to make a move and buy the home that we're in now because we kept our credit um, in good, good, good shape. (laughs) Yeah, I would would say, yeah, it's you got to always be ready. You never know when that opportunity is going to happen. And if you're ready, you're not scrambling yes. to figure out if you can get that opportunity mm-hmm. and you might miss it. Correct. Correct. Right. I love that. I love that. Now, a couple of things uh, that I really want to get into. One, I think that's, first of all, I think that it's so cool that you built your portfolio based on, you know, living in the home and then upgrading. And so then you kept the home. We, 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 we talked with a couple recently that is looking to get into real estate and they're uh they were having that conversation do we just get something fresh or do we move away from this and keep mm. it and and uh, you know use that as an investment property so how, how do you feel that that's worked for you uh has that been a, a good strategy for you yeah you know um sometimes that is the first impulse okay let's let's sell move up mm-hmm. And then just so happens where we live in, in Northern California, the real estate market has, um, and, and I would say, I'm sorry, the rental market has, has always been like a little bit higher than average areas. Sacramento, where we live, started to have this growth. And we were like, man, maybe we shouldn't sell this house. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, hold on to it, rent it out and get that income. And, and 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 that was key. I mean, it really worked to our favor. 
Yeah, but it was tempting because sometimes I'm like, we should sell. <laughs> we should sell. Right. I remember I was like, I need to talk to somebody. I, I remember we reached out to you guys. I'm like, I wanted to sell and and just benefit from that capital. Yeah. And um, we thought it through and decided, you know, there, there's definitely value in buying and holding. Um, some of the things that we did also, we, we have children who are, we have three adult sons and they all, um, two have acquired their degrees and one is in college now. And that was our motivation too, to hold it because it also created that additional stream of income where we're paying for their college to it. Well, not tuition because we had yeah. military waiver, but we had to pay for the housing, yeah. which is equal to that. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was our motivator as well is to be able to keep that stream of income and to position them. So we're, constantly forward thinking not just about what we're doing but also to position them so when they're coming out of college they have an option to buy if they want and our 23 year old actually just bought a home six months out of college so we're constantly and i hope i'm not like not digressing but we're constantly forward thinking making decision um even though it's tempting to just sell and buy the bigger home really staying true to who we are and living below our means and making those um, very strategic financial decisions. I think that's amazing. That speaks to, again, that discipline that, that, that Daryl come, you know, kind of brings and and that you also uh, bring Tamra. I think that's, that's great. I think Mm -hmm. that's great. And sometimes it is, uh, you have to try to find that balance because you're seeing, because you, you're seeing that the equity is going up in the home but then you also have that stream of income when you have tenants in there. Mm-hmm. So you're, t- you're sometimes you're balancing at the seat. Which one should I go for? Which one should I keep the rentals in, rental there or should I sell? Right. So, you know, but you, you know, you, you research it and we held on to it. Yeah, That's good. I, I did have another question uh, because we get this question a lot in regards to management, right? right? So we invest out of state. So, Ooh. It's kind of self-explanatory that like we'll probably most likely have a manager. Now we know some individuals manage from afar, but with you maybe being a little closer in proximity to your home and you deciding to manage it, how has that been for you? How, how has it been managing the property? <laughs> um, it, Definitely pros and cons. It, yeah, it, it can be a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and you we've know. been doing this for what since two thousand four self-managing and um it can be challenging especially when you have nine to fives as well um i like it because we're a little bit more hands-on we have developed those relationships with our contractors um so it's easy you know the tenant would typically call us send us a picture i know who to call right away a lot of things are done um remotely is rare that we have to go on site um so that helps um but it still has its cons. We have to, you know, we had to um, begin the um, eviction process a couple of times. Um, one we did, um, we did evict, and it was, you know, successful. And another one, just last year, <laughs> um, they ended up leaving. And I would say, you know, we're very diligent. It's the screening part. You know, you have to be very diligent with the screening, the applicants and not having any type of 
um, personal perspective in it. You know, um, one of my husband's biggest things, we're not ready to family and friends. Okay. <laughs> and I think that helps us yeah, a lot. And, and it's my thing. Cause, cause something, you know, of course, business and family, you know, there, there's a slippery slope there. And if the situation comes up, it's just like, you know, it's family. So that's, that was kind of my philosophy. Mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let's, let's keep this business separate from family. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's, that's been a, a good decision. It's been yeah. a good decision. But self-managing, it, it has its ups and downs. We've been successful with it. I've actually vetted some property managers before. And I've and in my opinion, the return on what we were getting, I thought because we're local, we should be able to um, manage this and keep a little bit more <laughs> of that yeah. net mm-hmm. and not give it away because we had a goal, you know, we were putting our sons through college. So it's some work. It can be done, but um, I'm not opposed to property management either. It just depends. And and it kind of comes and goes. You'll have where, you know, maybe within three months, you may get three or four calls and this needs to be done. And then there's times where you may not get calls for mm-hmm. four months, Yes, you know, so it kind of ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. but you know, our thing was we always try to stay on top of it. If, yes. we, if we get a, com- uh, we get someone that says this needs to be repaired. This needs to be done. We get right on it. And that way it keeps the tenants happy mm-hmm. and we're not falling behind. And, you yes. know, it just keeps everything current. Yes. Yeah. I have a follow-up question to that um, because um, I think some, if you're getting into real estate, there is that question. Will I manage? Will I have someone else manage? So how do you go about vetting um, the folks that become your tenants? Okay. I use, I've used um, various um, management portals. Um, Can I say one? Is that giving them free marketing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say the one that I'm using now that I like the best is Avail. Um, It's Avail.co. I like it because of their lease and they keep you abreast of all of the applicable laws in your state. Um, I like that they also report to the tenant's credit. Um, in the onboarding, they, they pretty much walk you through it and they have all the applicable documents. Um, in addition to that, I use, I have used for the majority of our rental, um, experience, um, it was easy landlords and that had a plethora of documents, any type of notice you have to send. Um, so I, I use a few different ones. So there's many out there. Some you have to pay for, some you do not. But um, that's, I truly believe I've been successful because of taking advantage of those property management portals out there. Dropping some nuggets right here. I know that's, that's good to hear. <laughs> and, and you know, a lot of, and, and when we were introducing using the bell, an easy landlord, and we get tenants and they've never seen it before and they're nervous and they're panicking and they just want to text us. Mm-hmm. And my wife's like, no, let them know that they need to go to avail. Right. And after that first couple of times they used it, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, this is easy. And it became really smooth. And, yes. you know, the transition was good. Right. And that's a great point because mm-hmm. the tracking, that's part of it. So they have to submit 
any type of maintenance request, any, you can add your additional notes that the tenant may not see that I, I'm documentation. I'm an analyst. I work in healthcare. So I know the importance of documentation. Right. So I tend to lean towards portals that document. So when you do need it, you're printing it out and everything is chronological order and let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it. <laughs> I mean, hey, we we sitting here learning. You got you got y'all got me thinking. Uh, property managers, y'all better y'all better act right, and we might start managing ourselves. Right? Yeah, right. It's, it's doable. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So now, uh, Tamara, I, something that really caught me, and you kind of touched on it. I love the title of your Instagram for Ooh. our children's children. Like that just that just did something to me. So, can you all go into how? First of all, what made you want to start sharing online, which is some people are like, oh, I don't want to share. And some others are more open to sharing. How did you decide we're going to create, uh, some, you know, get active on social media? And how did you come up with yeah. that name? So the name was easy. Um, it's biblical. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're rooted in. Mm-hmm. And it helps us to remind us this is what we're doing it for it's not just to get an extra stream of income we're thinking about our children and our children's children we're grandparents now our son our grandson turns one today (laughs) so it really is about that and we're you know we we gave thought to how were we positioned you know we didn't have um a lot of folks in our families that are homeowners, right? right? So we decide, you know, this is what we want to be able to provide for our children and not just for their children. And they continue to pass that same knowledge on. And um, we're seeing that. So that was easy, you know, it's for our children's children. That's what it's truly about. And it helps keep us going too. Building generational wealth. Yes. You know, and a lot of times we see that and and from other communities where they're generational wealth, they don't have to worry about you know, mortgages or loans or rent, mm-hmm. they go to college, they don't have to worry about trying to get student loans and that kind of thing. And we just wanted to change something in our family, yes. something that we never seen before, mm-hmm. but we knew it was attainable yes. because we were seeing it. Yes. And it was like, you know, we we want to have a nest egg and we want to pass do down, yeah. you know, legacies to our children mm-hmm. and their children. Yes. Yeah. That is so wonderful. And I think that that will really resonate with a lot of our listeners that the path to generational wealth, it might have to start with you, you know, and you can can totally do it. So um, what advice um, could you give to someone that is um, just starting the path to thinking about investing or um, acquiring a rental property, but maybe they haven't taken that first step, but they know deep down inside that it's what they really want to do. What advice could you give that person? Um, Definitely, you know, take advantage of resources, Um, Be transparent with other folks that you see that are doing it. And don't be afraid to ask, how did you do that? You know, what does it take? Um, Another big thing, I'm an advocate. Keep your credit right. (laughs) That's key. Keep your credit right. And, you know, begin to have that mindset with your credit. And when those opportunities present, you you will be able to to acquire um, and just go for it. Um, some advice I recently gave someone, they're, they're dating. It's a couple that's dating and um, 
both of them brought her home. And I'm like, that's like the best thing. Yeah. You go ahead and if you can, if you have the means, yeah. buy those homes while you're, you know, dating, you're single, right. and you're both buying homes at a primary interest rate. Yeah, right. <laughs> so being, right. So when you get married, you already got two investment properties, mm-hmm. if that's what you choose to do. Yeah. So um, I, I give that advice to just kind of, you don't have to wait mm-hmm. until you are married to buy your first home. Um, there's some advantages um, of buying. And, and I would say, don't have the mindset that you're you're going into the, your dream home. Like, this mm. is the home that we're gonna have forever. Yeah. You know, you start somewhere and then you grow and mm-hmm. build from there. And like um, my wife had mentioned, our 23-year-old son, you know, he watched what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And right when he graduated college, you know, after about six months, he was like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And so he he posts up on his Instagram and everything. And, you know, locally when he comes home and things like that, and we see people that know him and they'll talk to me. And then we like, how did he do that? <laughs> or why did he do that? Right. Because it was a smart thing to do, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just going out and doing it. And, and it, I know that sounds simple, but sometimes you just take that first step. Yeah. 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 I think that's great. I think that's great. So before we let you go, we want to know a um, couple things. First thing, what is next for Daryl and Tamara? What, what, what is the, it, you know, I know you don't want to maybe give it all, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, I would just, let me start off. Cause I know, <laughs> so, but you know, we, so recently we talked about um, buying a multiplex. We, we talked about that. And so, that's something that we're uh, striving to do. And, you know, we don't know when it's going to happen. We'll keep speaking and it'll eventually happen. But that's that's what that's what kind of where we uh, and then also besides that is we're looking to because all of our homes are here right in California. So our next move is to try go out of state and take advantage of places that are, you know, a little more affordable to get a dip. We can probably get two homes for the price of a home that we're playing in California. So we're looking to do that next. Yes. Yes. Um, so that, that's definitely it. We're definitely looking to, we've been entertaining personal home purchase, purchasing a home in Texas. Um, we've been looking at that for a couple of years now, you know, some things happen and, you know, it was a blessing. Um, so that's something I would say in the next year would be a goal. Um, in addition to acquiring um, the home that we have our eyes on through the um, home auction and um, definitely getting back into renting some of our homes, um, section eight. And that's where it started too, where, you know, we had humble beginnings and, we want to be able to serve those communities as well. Um, so no matter how much we grow, we want to stay grounded and humble. We were renters before. Everyone wants a nice place to live and to be able to give back in that sense. That's great. That's amazing. Cool. Well, thank you so much, uh, Daryl and Tamara, for being on. Shire, did you have anything else? I always cut Shire off. No, no. Good? This is good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe they can share how folks can connect with you. Yes. Yes, so folks can connect with us on my Instagram for our children's children. 
And um, we are building that out so we can be able to offer um, more solutions and and help individuals, encourage them and give them some tips on building their credit. Um, And then also they decide to buy a home and get into um, self, you know, self-managing their properties, we're going to be able to provide those type of resources that they can do it as well and share some of the um, um, things that we use, whether it's avail.co or some other means, but it can be done. Absolutely. That's really dope. Well, thank you so much for being on. Uh, So to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And for Marcus, uh, this is my lovely wife, Shira. And we are Black, Married, and Debt-Free. Peace.